couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics fall to the New York Knicks, 109-94. This is an ugly one, thrown through a really tough game, uh, again from Jason Tatum. We'll talk about that. He was ejected in this game. Uh, We're going to talk about all of it, but to get things started, I want to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, Definitely not a lot of highs in today's game. Uh, but to get things started here, I want to get player of the game to Malcolm Brogdon. This was, you know, one of his – it was a good game. I'm not going to say it's one of the best games he's had as a Celtics. I don't agree with that statement. But overall, solid, efficient, 22 points, 10 of 16 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3. He was one of very few guys that went out there and could hit the 3. Uh, 40% from three for him. Al Horford, another one. Marcus Smart even was one of the better three-point shooters for the Celtics today. Not really saying too much. Uh, but overall, Malcolm Brogdon went in, played pretty well in the, the 28 minutes that he got today. No Jalen Brown. Celtics to kind of rely a little bit more on Derek White, a little bit more on Malcolm Brogdon. Still went small in this one. Uh, there were a couple points where, you know, Go kind of let the rest put in Muscala, uh, which we'll talk about. I was very happy when that finally happened. Uh, but it took, you know, six minutes into the third quarter for Muscala to get his first minutes of the game. I was tweeting about it in the second quarter when the Celtics were shooting an abysmal percentage from the from three. Uh outside of Malcolm Brogdon, I mean, honestly, there's really not a ton of great games. I'd say Marcus Smart was one of the better ones. Uh, he had 19, four, point, four rebounds, two assists, a steal, two blocks. Defensively, was solid, uh, as usual. Uh, but this was another game. I mean, to me, he shot probably too many threes, some of them not in rhythm. But, you know, he was actually hitting them compared to, you know, everybody else. Jason Tatum was one of nine. Uh, Marcus Smart, two of seven. Again, not a great percentage, but as far as Marcus Smart goes, it's not, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, would you like to see you know, him drive into the rim a little bit more? Absolutely. And you look at those numbers, uh, obviously two of seven from three, seven of 15 overall, uh, do the math there is five of eight from everything inside the arc. So overall, when Marcus Smart was aggressive, he looked good. Uh, so solid game from him overall. Outside of that, you really saw Al Horford chip in a solid game, 13 points, three rebounds, Again, that number low, but five of nine from the field, three of seven from three. So overall, you look at the the way the Celtics played in this one, it wasn't great. Uh, it's not something to it's not something to freak out about at the end of the day. Like the Milwaukee Bucks probably gonna take over first place and will take over first place, at least from a percentage standpoint. Uh, but it's really tough when you know people are gonna start to complain about the fact that we're no longer in first place. The fact of the matter is, you know, the Celtics were nine and three in our last 12 games prior to today. Milwaukee went won 14 straight games. You know, this isn't the Celtics losing first place. It's Milwaukee winning first place. And I know those are synonymous. Like if, if it happened, Milwaukee wins first place. It does, in fact, mean that the Celtics no longer have first place. But I don't think that's the same thing. 
It's not like the Celtics went out and played terribly over their last 12 games and Milwaukee, you know, coasted into first place. Milwaukee just dominated the entire league. So the fact that the Celtics at this point are, you know, essentially still tied for first place, but from a percentage point standpoint, they've played one last game than us. So, I mean, that's, listen, that's where things stand, right? Not the end of the world. Celtics still in a really good spot. Uh, but at this point, you know, that's honestly about as much positive as you can take from today's game. It's not a, not a good one overall. I want to dive into some of the negatives though. Before we dive into all of that, dissect the game, I uh, want to take a quick break for work for our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so I want to dive through some of the negatives here. And it's hard not to start with Jason Tatum in this one. Uh, this is his third straight game of just not being good. And obviously against the 76ers, he hit the game winning bucket. Great. He stepped up when we needed him. Doesn't really take away the fact that he wasn't good for the majority of that game. He ended tonight 14 points uh, with four turnovers, shot six of 18 from the field, one of nine from three. And again, just like what I talked about with the record itself, the fact they lost tonight and Milwaukee is likely taking first place. It's not something to freak out about. I'm not worried about Jason Tatum whatsoever. He's going to figure it out, bounce back. And that's just what he's done over and over. Superstars are still allowed to have bad games, bad stretches even, but I want to highlight the last three games for Jason Tatum here. Uh, so you go back. These are the three games after he exploded in the All-Star game for 55 points. 
last three games against the Pacers. He was nine for 25 from the field, three of 12 from three. And then you go against Philly, seven of 17 from the field, three of eight from three. And now tonight, six of 18 from the field, one of nine from three. So over the last three games, Jason Tatum has shot 36% from the field, 24% from three. These are, these are not superstar numbers. They're, it's not MVP caliber numbers. And tonight is a game where you don't have J- Jalen Brown. You need Jason Tatum to step up in this moment. And I feel like I shouldn't need to say that. And obviously he understands that too. I'm not like throwing this out here and making a dumb statement. Jason Tatum knows he needs to be better. And it's just frustrating to watch when you are already down one of your all-stars in Jalen Brown. So this is a tough game to to watch as a, a guy that wants the Celtics to win every game. Obviously, it's unrealistic, but Jason Tatum is better than what he's played like in the last three games. And we need the Jason Tatum that we're used to seeing post-All-Star break come back. Post-All-Star break, the last couple of years, he has been on a completely different level and has taken the league by storm. And right now, we're not really seeing that. And that needs to change. Overall, in this game, though, uh, he wasn't the only one that struggled. You know, we saw, you know, Derek White, very consistent for the large majority of this season. Wasn't a very good game for him. 4 of 11 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. Did have moments that he looked phenomenal in. Pushed the ball defensively. was fantastic. Again, had four assists. He led the team in assist with four. Uh, but again, that just shows you that the Celtics really struggled. Like our leading assist man, actually Jason Tatum had nine in this one. Uh, but Derek White was second in line with four. That's not good, right? The Celtics only had 21 assists in this game. And frankly, it's because the Celtics just couldn't hit shots. We shot 44% from the field, 21% from three, 21%, nine of 42. And the gross part about it is that the Celtics just, at the very beginning, could not figure it out whatsoever. They were one of 12 from three at the end of the first quarter, two for 19 at halftime. Uh, and it wasn't until the third quarter where they actually turned turned it on. Like they were seven for 32 at the end of the third. So do the math there. They were five for 13, which is pretty, I mean, it's not good percentage, but it's solid. It's fine, right? Uh, but then third, fourth quarter comes around and they just stunk it up again. They went two for 10 in the fourth quarter. So this is the story of today's game. And frankly, like the thing that is frustrating about it is these looks weren't bad looks. Derek White pulled up for the same threes that he normally hits, shot 0 for 5. Jason Tatum pulls up for the same threes he usually hits, was 1 for 9. Like all of these guys just weren't hitting. Uh, 9 for 42, it's a really, really tough look. But frankly, like when the threes weren't falling, instead of you know, driving into the lane, trying to draw contact, getting to the free throw line, they continued to settle for threes. Now that's a, you look at the way the Knicks played. This was a smart game 
for them. They got to the free throw line a ton. They got to the free throw line 34 times. We got there 14. You know, we talked about it in the, the podcast about the Philly game, right? And Bede got to the free throw line six more times than the Celtics did. Just Embiid, right? Tonight, the New York Knicks got to the free throw line 20 more times. And when that happens, like you're going to have a tough time climbing up, climbing back. You know, it seemed like every time the Celtics kind of made a run, got it within 10, the Knicks answered. And it's really hard when you're down by so much to battle back over and over and over again. Like the Knicks had a 20 point lead in this one. We got the lead down to seven, I believe, a couple times. And then the Knicks responded. The Celtics continued to jack up threes. They continued to miss. And we just kept running through the cycle over and over again. Um, And I talked about Mike Muscala finally getting a chance. I was banging my head against the wall watching the Celtics miss three after miss three after miss three. And I'm sitting here wondering why we're not seeing guys like Peyton Pritchard, why we're not seeing guys like Mike Muscala check in. Peyton Pritchard, I mean, frankly, Jalen Brunson, very, very good player, right? Quickly, quick, fast, good player. Both of them are small. This is very much a game where Peyton Pritchard could have stepped in and played, right? We didn't give them the opportunity to. Mike Muscala finally got the opportunity six minutes into the third quarter after the Celtics were shooting, I don't know, two for 20-something at that point. As soon as Mike Muscala checked in, the Celtics hit a couple shots. It wasn't Mike Muscala, per se, that went in and actually shot really well. He did not. I think he took one shot in that third quarter, missed it. Uh, But he looked good out there. And frankly, when he was out there, the Celtics were playing well. You know, he was the only guy. So tonight, he was the only guy, actually, and Derek White, that were not negative in a plus. He was zero, so it's not like he was a, it's not like he was a positive overall. But these are the things that you look for. And it's just, it's frustrating to watch a guy like Mike Muscala, who when he came in, his first three games, he came in and shot lights out. This was absolutely an opportunity for Mike Muscala to come in. I said it against the Philly. I said it against Philly as well. Philly's a bigger team. It looked like an opportunity for Mike Muscala to get in, hit some threes, stretch the floor, create space for others. And he didn't get that opportunity in Philly. And tonight, he only played 11 minutes. But those 11 minutes were solid. And he did end up hitting a three. You know, he was one for two from beyond the arc. And honestly, probably had the opportunity to hit more than that. Like the one that he took was easy. Like Malcolm Brogdon, pick and roll. Very easy three for him. Right? Nice little roll action. Pick and pop. Done. Like this is what he brings to the table. And if you're not going to play him, you're sit- you're just shooting yourself in the foot. If you're looking for guys to run the same game plan, because frankly, like if the shots aren't falling from beyond the arc, there are two options. You either change the game plan and try to attack the rim, or you put in guys that can hit threes. They didn't do that. 
They didn't do either. They didn't switch the game plan. They kept the game plan of driving in, dishing out, trying to find guys for threes. But the guys that were in there were not hitting them, right? Switch up the rotations. Try to bring in some energy. Peyton Pritchard, very capable of doing it. Sam Hauser, frankly, didn't play enough down the stretch, like early on in the game either. He played 16 minutes in this one, uh, but didn't really play much early on, right? Maybe he gets some more minutes. Peyton Pritchard, I think this was a perfect game for him to get in, get some shots up. And we didn't see it. Uh, But listen, I mean, at at the end of the day, it sucks. Like, I hate losing. I hate losing to the Knicks. I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough saying that because you really just hate losing to anybody at this point. But when you're down the stretch and you're trying to figure out rotations, you know what some guys can give you. And Muscala is a guy that can stretch the floor. Peyton Pritchard can come in, give you energy. The rotations in this one just confuse me. You know, I feel like we've been in a a pretty good stretch, and I even talked about it in the last podcast, but I feel like we're in a pretty good stretch of knowing who our playoff rotations going to be. And then all of a sudden, you know, we come into today's game with, you know, a healthy big man rotation and the first big off the bench is Blake Griffin. And that's just, it, it never happens. And it shouldn't have happened. And I don't know, understand why it happened, but it happened. So this is just one of those things that confuses the hell out of me about this whole rotation. Like we bring in Muscala as an added depth piece. And we go out there and we play Blake, Blake Griffin over him. We play Blake Griffin over Cornette, which never happens outside of the games. We're missing one of either Time Lord or Horford. And tonight wasn't wasn't that case. So the rotations to me tonight were a little off. And I haven't said that that often because frankly, like I think Joe's done a pretty good job managing a lot of that stuff. This is a tough loss. It is what it is. It's not something to be overly worried about i think the Celtics will bounce back uh, but at this point from a percentage point standpoint you know we're second in the eastern conference behind milwaukee we still have one more win than they do but we also have one more loss so we've actually played two more games so right now it's tied in the eastern conference Giannis is still out they've won the last couple of games without Giannis, so I don't know. So be it. But at this point, hopefully they lose their next game. Hopefully the Celtics win their next game. We'll be right back at it. We'll be right back in the lead in the Eastern conference. Uh, At this point, I'm not worried about it. I don't really care as much about the records about where the standings lie at this point. There's still a lot of time left, you know, and frankly, we could be down two right now and there's still an opportunity to come back. We play them one more time, uh, and that will determine the tiebreaker. And at that point, we'll have plenty of other games in front of us. Are the Milwaukee Bucks going to win 30 straight games? Probably not. They're going to lose at some point, especially if Giannis continues to be out. Uh, So at this point, make sure you're healthy. That's the number one priority uh, heading down the final 2019 games of the season is get healthy. So that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. 
Uh, also, make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And if you haven't done so already, I'm having a competition for five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you have an iPhone, make sure to go and rate, go rate and review the podcast. If you do, send me a screenshot showing that you rated and reviewed it, and I will put you into a drawing. I am partnering up with one of my sponsors here, and we are giving away some CBD. So for those nights that the Celtics really frustrate you and you cannot fall asleep, you'll have some CBD to put your mind at ease. Uh, so make sure to do that. You can message me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy, a little snippet of the rating and review. Uh, and I will put you into a drawing. Once we get, once we hit a hundred, 100, 100 ratings and reviews, uh, I'll be running a, a drawing live on air. We can do something for it, but that's, where we're going to wrap things up guys. Have a great night. Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?